Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. What is going on, everybody? My name is Connor Lawler. Welcome back to another week of Movie Mondays. This is the Heroes for Hire podcast. We are back again talking all the week's movie news, entertainment news, and just generally having a bit of a chit-chat about everything to do with film. Ladies and gentlemen, it is a bit of a strange week. Um, I am actually here all on my lonesome. Um, Sean is on holidays this week, and so, I mean, the show must go on. I said we should put out an episode, and I'm the only one left, so I apologise. Um, there are rumours going around that I have killed Sean. They are only half true. I only killed some of his family. Not all of them. I said I would stop at him. I'm very nice like that. But <laughs> it's like a minute in and I've already just, you know, announced murder. Um, this is quite weird. Uh, it's kind of, I hope it's kind of weird for you, but it's a bit weird for me. But this is why this week I wanted you to get involved. Um, and I maybe told a few fibs and I said we needed some questions for the Q&A. When in fact, I needed the questions for the Q&A. Because I felt like, without Sean here, what we could do is we could kind of work together. And you could send in the questions you wanted answered. I'll give you my best answers. And, you know, Sean would be... I mean, all of his answers would probably be, I mean, half-arsed. Um, just dumb. Ridiculous. Some would say slanderous. I mean, there's many words that have gone out around him, about him. But to me... I'll just try and get through all of your questions because you all the lovely people that sent them all in. Um, I sent out the bat signal. 
looking for questions and uh, many, many of you all came back and you, and you all had really interesting questions that I could never figure out how you come up with because whenever someone asks me, do you have any questions or asks for Q&A questions, always go blank. So always very impressed all the lovely people send back in stuff. Um, but I mean, I feel like we could get into it. Um, we... I should, as as I'm the only one here, it's weird because I have to do all the promos as well. Then Look, we're not going to get into it, but we have a website. Uh, it's heroesforhire.ie. If you want to head on over there, all of our episodes are up there. Um, if you could also give this episode a like and subscribe or whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on, that would be absolutely excellent. Um, yeah, I mean, at this point really just do it for charity more so than, you know, any entertainment value that you'll be getting from this. But what you do have is one half of the Heroes for Hire podcast. Um, some would say one half. There, there are other uh, statements you could make, but uh, wouldn't say worst, wouldn't say best. Probably not the best. But we're going to get straight into it, okay? There's, there's no waiting around because, I mean, Waffles came straight in one of these questions and I'm going to be picking and choosing going through all the different questions so if your question doesn't get answered I do apologize I'm going to try and get to them all as I said it's just, I'm only one man I, I, I know I'm an amazing person I know I'm perfect in most ways but one of these times I will forget a question and I mean you have every right to maybe put some curses on me or whatever um but we're going to start off this week with uh waffles and he sent in a question, and he, this is one of our patrons, and he said, if I gave you a billion dollars and told you to make a film, what film would you make? Now, what we could do is I could give you Sean's answer, which, I mean, is probably just Spider-Man, ha ha ha, Pirates of the Caribbean, ha ha ha, it's in real steel, great. But I feel like we should skip that because... It's not it's not deep it's not it's not informative to the people it's not the real stuff you want and so million billion dollars to make a film what film would you make um i was kind of giving this a bit of thought i mean for me really easy one nightwing obviously has never had a film dick grayson's one of the best comic book characters ever my personal favorite it's weird that i mean warner brothers who like money um, don't then involve the whole Bat family because if you're a studio, we've it's been kind of proven they don't give a shit about like, not, not just Warner Bros, but like every studio we watch, even Marvel or Disney or whatever, they're mostly going to do whatever the service says. The people will like this. We can make the most money by doing 10 different sequels. That's fine. We're all involved in that. So why Warner Brothers or DC have never taught... Well, you know, the Bat family, they've got like four really marketable characters, four or five, six. We could do six different movies, then do the team up of the Bat family. I mean, that's a whole bunch of money you could make right there. So it's always very much confused me. Um, we've had Nightwing in Titans, of course. Nobody remind me of Titans. Um, why is Batman so old? Well, look, we're not getting into it. He's so old, though. It just doesn't make any sense. Um, but yeah, um, I would probably do Nightwing. I would also not set it in Gotham. I would set it in Bloodhaven. And I would show Nightwing maybe going over to Bloodhaven, starting off fresh. Um, I, it's an interesting one. Do you show like flashbacks to him and Robin? Um, you probably don't include a scene where he says fuck Batman just as an FYI but it's mostly a case of you want Nightwing 
to be on the ground and showing that it would, to be honest, it would be the complete opposite of the Batman movie, even though I love the Batman movie, but, like, the Batman is all, like, he doesn't want to talk to anyone, he doesn't even want to be Bruce Wayne. Like, Dick Grayson should be working in the local community centre, should be helping people that way, or if you want to go the route of he's a policeman and he's getting his information that way, and the, the story behind that in the comic books is that Jim Gordon is in Gotham. He's the only good detective in Gotham. But in Bloodhaven, uh, Nightwing has no good detectives. It's so rampant with corruption, he can't even find one good detective to kind of have it in, in the police. So he becomes the policeman himself, and then he can get to the crimes faster. And um, You could do that. I, I like the idea of just him working in the community centre. He's helping like kids. He's just being lovable, nice Dick Grayson. And then on the side, he's also a hero who's trying to help people as well. I mean, we've said multiple times, Nightwing is like just Spider-Man, but in a different version. Like, it's just nice people trying to make people better rather than punching them to death. And I know people like edgy. They like dark. But sometimes those kind of movies work. I mean, Tom Holland, we all love him. And so I think Nightwing, if you'd have to make that series. Alternatively, though, if you made a Nightwing series for Netflix or for HBO Max and made it like Daredevil, I mean, huh? Are we are we printing money? Or I mean, surely we are. Um, they both. I mean, they both have the sticks. I, that's all I'm saying. They both have sticks and they like flipping and you could make it all red. So many hallway scenes. Nightwing loves a hallway. Let him fucking flip down a hallway. It'd be excellent. Um, so next question is we have uh, Cotter who has sent us in. N- not me, different Cotter. There's more than one. Um, say, he says, this may already have been done to death, but who would win, Batman or Moon Knight? Um... That is an interesting one. Um, see, I can kind of come more from the DC side, but I, I mean, to me, Batman, is there no prep? No prep at all. They just see each other, fight begins. I would say Batman is a better fighter than Moon Knight. I don't know if that's outrageous to say, uh, like hand-to-hand combat. Just because I think Batman's put it up to Lady Shiva in the comic books and she's like the best fighter of all time. So, to me, I'm like, okay, Batman, excellent fighter. But on the other side, I think Moon Knight is crazier. Um, and, <laughs> and that's hard to do when one of them is Batman. But Moon Knight is, he's willing to pull people's faces off just to win a fight. Um, I think they're that great uh, comic book paddle um, with Taskmaster. And Taskmaster says he never, like Taskmaster, of course, learns all of his opponent's moves. And he says that he doesn't want to f- copy Moon Knight's moves because he's too crazy. Even he won't copy them. I, I like that. I really do. Um, I suppose I'm going to have to say Batman just because like, I have to stick, stick loyal to Batman. But at the same time, I think it might be a draw. I think Batman wouldn't give up, but Moon Knight would just, he wouldn't just never stay down. He would just keep standing back up. And it would just be a case of they just eventually... Or board collapsed due to exhaustion. I think that's it might be a get out if I say a draw. Look, we'll go with Batman, but Moon Knight, an absolute badass as well. Um, I like I like the idea of Batman fighting Moon Knight. Well, Moon Knight like calls him a little bitch the whole fight. I think I think that'd be quite good. Um, 
you could even have the scene with the Punisher where he's like, you're still crying about your parents or whatever, <laughs> um, where he says about his family. Um, we also have Anna, who has uh, sent in a very similar thing. It's, it's mostly putting up Batman against other people, because, but she has taken a different vibe, because Anna has then asked, um, who would do better on a unicycle, Spider-Man or Batman? Um, an interesting question, deep. We only get to the deep questions here on the Here's Fryer podcast. I would say Spider-Man. Straight up on a unicycle, Spider-Man would naturally just, I mean, he's, he's got he's got spidey senses. They are just going to help him do anything, really, in terms of that stuff. Um, would either of them be able to play an instrument or just toss throwing stars? Guarantee Spider-Man would be excellent at all three of them. Once again, he'd never fall off the unicycle. His spider senses would kick in. He would constantly just then save himself and could do anything. Uh, I think Batman wouldn't be as good at a start. Like, Spider-Man would have naturally just be good at it. <laughs> I'm taking this so seriously. Spider-Man would be naturally so good at it. Batman, give him a week. He'll learn how to do the boat excellently. But straight off the bat, I think Spider-Man has it. Batman's too bulky. He's, he's carrying too much muscle. He's, he's too busy punching people. Um, uh, we're moving on to the next thing. And Luke has said... Why do you think movies are having longer run times? What's the advantage? Or is it just ego? Uh, with Batman, it felt like there was a lot of filler. I think very Batman-heavy vibes this week. Um, I'm, I'm sure we have a cut questions that don't include Batman. We did have lots of questions about Batman 2 and 3 that we will get to. Um, but do you know what? I think I read some, and it was, re- it was a really interesting article they worked on a while back. I think it was last year. And apparently movies aren't getting longer. Like, they did, like, the longest movies of, say, the 90s and 2000s and now. And statistically, they're not that long on average. Um, Which is weird, because I completely agree. Movies feel longer. But I think it's because studio... It's now, like, a marketing ploy. So studios want you to come out because it's, like, it's an event. This is a big, epic movie. You have to come see. And if you're con- if we're constantly being told, oh, this is an epic movie. This is oh, so amazing, so epic. It's, it's an experience. I think naturally we just start assuming these movies must be longer because they want you to pay for the ticket and get more bang for your buck. I think to me, I think in the noughties, like late noughties, they got really short and uh, like 90 minutes average. That was just because, I mean, the shorter the movie, the more times you can show it, the more money you make. Like, if the movie's 90 minutes instead of three hours, you can just show double the showings constantly. Um, I, it is interesting, yeah. I feel like they are, but then again, are we all just being done by the promotion and the marketing of it all? I think Batman did have a lot of filler. Uh, there was quite a few shots that, it just like, four seconds here four seconds here throughout the whole movie i think you could take off like maybe another five ten minutes um i don't know if that's a lot i still think it might be still a a, a bit long but it might help but then it's a cinematic experience so i don't know um we have a question in from uh russ and he said if hollywood came and knocking who is playing you two in heroes for hire the movie um, he also specifically said that we're not allowed to fight over Barry Keown, who's obviously the patron saint of the pod, Barry Keown. 
Um, we liked him before he was Joker. That, that's that's well established, all recorded. He, he only had two lines in the Eternals. And we said he was our patron saint. That's all we needed. I would say, and what I did was, I couldn't think of one for myself, obviously. Because you can never think of one for yourself. So I went to the one man who's on holidays at the minute. And I sent him a, a, a slight text. And I said, Sean, who would play me? And he came back and he said, Sam Worthington from Avatar. And I think he's only done that specifically because he knows I don't know who Sam Worthington is. Is it Joy Courtney? No, Sam Worthington from Avatar. They're the same person. He knows I can't tell them apart. And he's done that to annoy me. Um, but for, for Sean, I would say... I think he's going to like this. I'm going to pick Carl Urban. But like... I'm Carl Urban when he's killing supers. Carl Urban. That that kind of look. Not like Star Trek Carl Urban. Um, I, th- I think that reminds me of Sean. <laughs> he's going to really like that one. Um, I also, while I was, you know, in the text exchange with Sean, I, um, I asked him, do you have any questions? Because, I mean, I need him to send me some questions. He, he might... He might give me some good ones. Uh, this was from a listener who... A bit of a fucking... bit, bit needy of a listener. Uh, Sean Meehan has sent this in. And uh, he says... Who's your favourite Joker of all time? Now, what he's done there is he's actively tried to annoy me. And I, what he's being is a devil. And you have to respect it. But at the same time, that devil mint knows no bounds. Um, who's your favourite all-time Joker? Jared Leto. Um, <laughs> I mean, look, it's Mark Hamill, I think. But Heat Ledger was great. Oh, Heat Ledger was good. It, they're kind of the one-two punch for everyone. I mean, what, it, it's it's definitely one of those two. Um, then, I mean, probably Yakin Phoenix third. Uh, Jared Avermeo. Uh, I mean, Jared's last. Is Jared? Jared has to be last. Although Barry wasn't great. <laughs> no, I can't slag Barry. He's the patron saint. But at the same time, I think I just don't want him to be... I don't want the Joker to be in their movies. Um, he also then says, is Star Wars actually good? Um, interesting question, once again. I would say Star Wars... Um, he's trying to get me to be the one to piss off Star Wars fans. But I, I once again, you got to respect the hustle. I would say Star Wars is sometimes good. And sometimes not so good. And that's fine. Because a lot of movies are sometimes good and sometimes not so good. Um, If you watch any of the DC movies perhaps. Some of them good. Some of them not so good. Marvel has toured the Dark World. Um, or Hulk. Some are good. Some are not so good. So... I think we worked out once that like... Wasn't it over half of Star Wars are fine or worse? And there's a few good ones. Um, it kind of leads into our next question, which actually came in from Luke as well. And he just made me think of the Star Wars question he sent in. Um, he says, Mandalorian and Rogue One have been live action peak Star Wars, in my opinion. What has been for you and why? Um, now, to me, peak live action Star Wars is interesting because obviously I came long after the, the originals. Um, and with the prequels, I was kind of in the age group that they wanted, but at the same time, I never really got into them. Um, I, I wonder why. 
But um, I think this is going to really, I don't, probably annoy people, but Force Awakens is my favourite one. And that's just because I think it came at the perfect time of like, I was old enough to understand it. It'd been like 2016, was it 2015 from 2006? So like nearly 10 years since the last one. I was just at the right age and I went that opening night. And so I was there with like all these Star Wars fans. And when the movie started, I was like, and sorry, when it ended, I was like, that was really good. Like I was just so hyped about it. Now looking back at it, I mean, it is the, it's a new hope just remade. That's fine. But to me, I think I was just, it was like the perfect amalgamation of Venn diagrams that it was like the perfect time. And so I remember walking out of that, the cinema that night being like, that's my favorite Star Wars movie. And I think it still is. Um, Mandalorian, obviously excellent. Um, Rogue One, I don't know if it has that much watchability. Um, I suppose it does, but at the same time, no spoilers, but it doesn't look great for most of them. Um, It does have the hallway fight scene, though. It does have the hallway fight scene. It can't be a hallway fight scene. Um, Okay. Uh, Also, Russ has followed up his question with, why is Jared Leto? Just why? That's the question. Um, An interesting, deep, thought-provoking question from Russ there. Why is Jared Leto? I think that's the question we all ask. Why why is he a thing? Now, Morbius has come out. Um, You'll notice that we're not doing a review, or we haven't done so far. I'm debating whether to get Sean to go see it, because if he sees it, then that means I have to go see it. And do I want to give Jared my money? It's it's an interesting thing, but do we take the bullet for ye so ye don't have to go? That's all up in the air. I'm, I'm now having an admin meeting with ye without Sean here. feel like we're missing the, the middleman. But I, I think Jared is not a great person. <laughs> Am I allowed to say that? I don't know if I'm allowed to say that. But I, I don't know. He's just, he's always acting. He's, he's acting so hard, but at the same time, do we care? Jared, and that's why Jared has been, from the very first episode of this show, um, bad vibes. For Jared, I would say the words I would think of are bad vibes. Like, you don't want to get caught on a night out with Jared, like in the same room. Like, it's just going to be a conversation that you're kind of rolling your eyes you tell him you went somewhere, he's going to say, oh, I've been there twice. He's got a st- he seems to me like a story topper. And that's just a bad vibe that I can't get involved with. Also, all of the allegations of uh, sexual misconduct. Um, <laughs> and all the condoms that are being said to me. Don't be doing that in the workplace. Come on, man. Um, <laughs> we also have, um, moving on, we have Lorraine who uh, she has sent in about the Fantastic Four joining the MCU. Um, And she asks, how are known bastard Reed Richards... um, Sorry, I wonder how you feel about Fantastic Four joining the MCU and how known bastard Reed Richards, as he is now known, and friends will affect it. So that is actually quite a good question because to me, Fantastic Four is a strange one. We've seen them already. And it's been done quite poorly. Uh, which one? Like, 2005, like, Rise of the Silver Surfer, and then Fad Forstick, for God's sake. Um, so it's one of those where it's been done quite poorly, but at the same time, if you get Fantastic Four right, you can make a whole bunch of money. And I feel like I revert back to money a lot, but it's not because, like, 
I really give a shit about it. I just know, like, that's what the studio, these guys in the boardroom, that's all they give a shit about. So they're like, well, will it make money? No, well, but char- people like the character. Yeah, but just because those people like it, does it mean it's going to ma- break a billion? I don't think so. Fantastic Four for the MCU could be really big, especially after Avengers Endgame and everything. And the team is quite literally like a family. So it's it's one of those that it's, it's quite the opposite of the Avengers. Like, I think you should never have an origin story for Fantastic Four. I don't think you need one. And I think it's absolutely fine that it just it's assumed they all have powers and we kind of all have their idea of their powers um not to say anything but we all know that the two best fantastic four movies are both called the incredibles so just do them and the incredibles is my favorite movie ever um so i could definitely get involved with a fantastic four film it's like guardians of the galaxy but if guardians of the galaxy can work like fantastic four could definitely work it's, they're normally intergalactic or interdimensional. Like, the only issue is half the team don't really have power sets or, like, powers that, like, lend themselves to the big fight scenes. And that's kind of fine, though, because you don't need to put them in that many fight scenes. You just put the thing in fight scenes. Like, that's... Let him punch people and he's the cool fight scenes. And then you also have like the other people in the team that are doing other stuff. Known bastard Reed Richards kicking orphans. Of course he is. Um, Sue Storm saying to Reed Richards don't kick orphans. But at the same time like I'm going to look the other way. There's also an orphanage over there. Here's a match. I just need Reed Richards doing bad shit. And the other three being like ah that's me. It's not great, but oh, he's so smart. Oh, is he bendy? Oh, is he bendy, boys? Um, I I just want the thing to have go. I I feel very emotional about the thing just because that he needs a break. Um, Michael Chiklis, of course, needs a break. But the thing, the character himself, I think it could work. I think it could be quite good. Um, it's just really tricky to do. But I suppose, as I mentioned, if they can pull out. Ma- they've, I mean they've done like Captain Marvel and they've done Guardians of the Galaxy they've gone intergalactic they've gone interdimensional even now so it can't be that hard you, you can definitely do this and it's a team that's what they do all the time Um, she also said could I also give a shout out to my boyfriend Connor we're both big fans and I was just one person he told about the podcast so well done well done Lorraine and well done Connor Um, and I want to make it clear that uh, I would have had the two of you taken to jail if more than one person had found out. So it's interesting. We always say tell one human being that we exist. Now if we don't say the next bit. That's in like small writing. It's if you tell two people we're allowed beat you with sticks. And we didn't make the rules. Even though we created those exact rules. Um, it was just you know handed down to us. Uh, <laughs> um, so next question comes from Peter. Uh, Peter asks, who is your comic book Mount Rushmore? Really good question. And something that, like, I don't know. I t- it's really hard because no matter what happens, you're going to piss people off. I, To me, I think Grant Morrison should be up there. I, I don't know if he would be in a lot of people. Uh, Bill Finger, I would throw up there. But this is obviously personal towards me. So, like, your Mount Rushmore might be completely different to mine. Um, there was a few names going around. So, like, Grant Morrison and Bill Finger were the first two I thought of. 
And then, like, you have Jack Kirby, Steve Ditko, Stan Lee, do you throw Stan in, Marv Wolfman? Um, and then, of course, with the fact, like, you have Alan Moore, Frank Miller, a whole bunch of really talented people. Um, I would go, and for, please, nobody bird me at the stake. I'm going to go Grant Morrison. I'm going to go, because Grant Morrison did my favourite comic book run, um, well, two of them, actually. It was the Justice League, or the GLA, in 2000. Um, or was it 99? That was um, where Batman sets fire to all the, the White Martians. Always great. And, I mean, he also did the 2009 Batman and Robin run with Dick Grayson as Batman and Damian Wayne as Robin. And that's one of my favourite stories ever. Um, I just love them as a dynamic and I love them as a duo. So I'm, I'm going to I'm going to throw Grant in. I'm going to go Jack Kirby. We'll go Jack, um, Bill Finger, and I think we may throw Stad in. Steve Ditko's a pretty strong show as well. We'll throw Stad in. We'll throw Stad in to complete it, though. I mean, he's Stanley. What can you do? You can't, you can't not throw Stanley in there. Um, we also have uh, Kieran, who uh, he came in with, I think, my favourite question, and he said, is Sony Sinister Six... The worst planned Marvel project ever. And this was actually something that made me think. Because I was like, is there a worse one than Sony Sinister Six? Because Sinister Six was, the, their plan was so bad that all of the villains all originated from the basement of Oscorp. Um... And I feel like if your villain's origins are all coming from a basement, I feel like you've gone wrong. So, I can see them. I, I had a few other ideas. The the only rival that I could come up with was X-Men Origins. Um, just because, I mean, they had Wolverine Origins. They were going to do Magneto Origins, Professor X Origins. But Wolverine was so bad that they just never got around to them. So I could see that. That's Fox. So I suppose that could be a pretty bad whatever. But no, I, I think I'm going to have to go with the Sinister Six. Just because the the hilarity of just the villains walking down to the basement and finding all of their equipment already in all the cages just solves a lot of problems. And they thought somehow that would work. And then you had all the emails coming out afterwards being like, you know, we, we're going to do this, we're going to do this. And then Andrew Garfield got fired and it was... It was a real messy time for Sony. Um, God, it worked out for them now. They're just, they're just still, still around, <laughs> still, still powered on through. But at that time, it was just like, it was not good. Um, just not good at all. Um, yeah, just the basement, basement the Voskorp is the re. I think that should happen more often. I think like Batman villains should have the same thing. Like the basement of Wayne Tower should have loads of just like it should have the acid that the joker falls into like clayface gets injected down there mr freeze to be honest though wayne like wayne tech is normally involved in a lot like mr freeze worked for wayne it depends on which comic book you read um so okay we're gonna move on to our next question uh, we have TJ who wrote in and he said, what villains would you like to see in the Batman 2 and 3? Um, I'll tell you one that I don't want to see. Um, it's uh, rhymes with Moker and um, <laughs> I was trying to think of a different villain that could sound like that, but it, there, I think there's only one. 
Um, I think he should be involved. I know he's going to be involved. It's somewhere. We all kind of know he's going to be involved. It's the Joker. Of course, he makes a lot of money. I don't want him to be the main villain, though. I just want him to be in, in Arkham. Just, like, fucking with people. Um, and Barry can do that. I think Barry would be great at that. I would have, as a second and third one, Mr. Freeze... Um, I think would be excellent obviously not irony Mr. Freeze like ice to see you Mr. Freeze I'm talking like proper Mr. Freeze heartbreaking story I think that would really play up to Pattinson's Batman of just he's all black and white like he's just you're either on the side of good or you're not and I really like the idea that Mr. Freeze would really challenge that like he wouldn't really understand what to do because you have a villain who's committing crimes, but he's doing it to save his wife who's like terribly ill, that he's trying to find the cure for. And I think that the movie has to end with him healing her, but she doesn't love him anymore for the thing he's become to save her. And then you have the moment where she goes off with like a new family and you have Mr. Freeze out in the cold, li- literally. Um, like they, I mean, in the TV show, they have him out in actual snow. You could do the same thing. But I really love that idea. Mr. Freeze is just like a really sympathetic villain. You could also do Clayface. We love Clayface. And Hugo Strange. I think Hugo Strange would be a really good one. Just just different characters. I know, like, Bane, I think, would be a really good one if he's done correctly. Um, but I feel like The Dark Knight Rises is only 2012. Like, it's, it's only 10 years ago. Um, saying that about the Joker but I think it's too soon um, if they had done if they hadn't done Bane I would have been like yeah all in on Bane let's do a really smart Bane way smarter than Batman he's always outsmarting him and then beating the shit out of him I, I want that um, Bat- Bane releases all the criminals then he tires Batman out which Pattinson's Batman would absolutely fall for that then Bane breaks his spine excellent stuff but I think because he was already done by Tom Hardy, like, in a really big movie 10 years ago, I think you leave Bane out for the minute. And I think, yeah, Mr. Freeze, Clayface, I think excellent. Clayface, another sympathetic villain. Um, the actor who he injects himself, then he becomes something else. He, he's trying to stay young, all that stuff. Hugo Strange would be a really fascinating one. Like, he'd just be a mindfuck. Maybe he's somewhat too similar to the Riddler, but I think it would be really interesting just to see what they do with him. Um, so we're going to... I'm going to try and find a different question. I'm scrolling through all of them here as I speak. Um, what do we have? Um, if you get one celebrity guest to be on the podcast, who would it be and why is it Jared Leto? Now, I'm not a fan of the, the asking of that question, the structure. Um, of course it is Jared, because I would just... I would just like to say two things to him. Just one question and one statement. And the first, the question is, why? And the, the statement is, cease. Just, that's all he needs to be said. Um, just just leave it. Just just stop, Jared. <laughs> just do the, move, the, do the thing where you like slowly just move your finger to his lips. And it's just like, shh, 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 shh. Stop now. Go to sleep. Stop now. Um, he also asks, of which one of the Sex and the City characters are you? Um, I suppose I would be the Peloton. Um, that's <laughs> I don't know any of the other ones. Um, remember Peloton took a lot of sales hits from that. That's a fucking great. Um, if you could tell your ten-year-old self one thing, what would it be? Hmm. Tricky one. Tell my ten-year-old self some, like, cause he's a fucking idiot. Um, 
I mean, the, the simplest answer is don't snort the, the sugar candy cane things. So, you know, like those tubes with sugar in them, like the powder, um, don't snort them up your nose. You will have a headache for two weeks. Um, just because you're trying to impress people doesn't make it a right color. Um, that's what I, I just have a really like a big sit down just about you tomorrow you're going to buy one of them from the shop. And for a laugh, someone's going to say, I bet you won't do this. And then you will do it. And then you will have a headache for a long time. So maybe don't do that. Um, I think that's that's as important a piece of advice as anything. Um, other than that, you're doing all right. Just keep it up. Um, what's one surprising skill you've got that most people wouldn't assume that you have? Oh, uh, I don't have any skills. Um, I can... I can make my co-hosts of my podcast disappear very easily. Um, well, actually, I say easily. It has been like nearly 180 weeks and I still haven't been able to get rid of him, but he keeps coming back. Um, if anyone knows the sport of hurling, I would jet recommend looking it up on YouTube. Um, I'm pretty decent at that. Um, by pretty decent, I mean like, all right. Like, but um, it's someone described it as lacrosse and hockey mixed with murder. So... That's that's normally what I would play, um, just as a hobby, just as, you know, an interest. Um, <laughs> I'm trying, trying to find a different so, question here. What comics or other books are you currently reading? Um, last book I read was actually uh, Billy Connolly's autobiography, just because I think Billy Connolly's one of my heroes. I think he's, like, I mean, he's Jesus <laughs> when it comes to, like, stand-up comedians and all that stuff. Uh, I absolutely adore him. So, uh, yeah, I read his autobiography. Uh, I think it's called Windswept and Interesting, and it's just really, really great. Yeah, a lot of just, like, old stories that he's so, he's told on the stage as well. So, of course, it's in the book. Like, it goes along with the, the piece that he would do on stage, but it's just really great once he starts getting into stories that you wouldn't be able to tell. Because, like, he had a really hard childhood, but it's constantly just moving forward. Um... You're hosting a dinner party. What comic characters do you invite, living or deceased? Um, I mean, easy to, Nightwing Spider-Man. You're going to have a good time. Just, I mean, it's just going to be a bit of crack. Uh, last, uh, it has to be three, living or deceased. Um, hmm. Nightwing, Spider-Man, and the Ting. I'll bring the Ting just because it would annoy known bastard Reed Richards. Just that if the Ting got the invite but Reed didn't, I think that would that would make me happy. So yeah, bring bring Michael Chiklis in. Maybe just Chiklis, not the Ting himself. <laughs> Jamie Bell can stay at home. Just Chiklis. That's all I need. Um, <laughs> um, okay, I'm trying to find a different one. Maybe. What villains? Yeah, we already asked that. We already answered that. What villains would we like to see? Um, hmm. Which favorite Marvel and DC characters are you waiting for to appear in film? Hmm. What ones haven't appeared? I mean, DC is easy. It's it's Nightwing or Tim Drake. I love Tim Drake. Tim Tim Drake, I think, is excellent. I think there's so much money to be made off Tim Drake, who is like just as smart such a, just as good of a, te- a detective as Batman but he's Robin and he was also smart enough to figure out who Batman and Robin were just off his own back and he was only like 12 I think I, yeah, I, I, lo- I really liked him Drake and obviously I mean Nightwing is an easy sell for me Um, I I can't think of any Marvel I, Nova got a 
we covered that last week that Nova's getting his own film. I think that's really, really cool because I think Nova's such an interesting character that they could, I mean, easily, they, they, that's, that's another movie from Marvel, intergalactic, it's in space, but it's really cool. You can make, That's a character that we've already been introduced to the Nova core, all that kind of stuff, but it's a whole other aspect and I, I think it could it could do really well, just visually, I think you could do a lot with that. Um next question next question um, if you could write a story for a comic book character who would you write and what story would you give them hmm um, see I feel like this is going to be very similar to the last one just because I mean it's nice and easy you've got Dick Grayson Tim Drake solving crimes just paddling about solving crimes together what's what's nicer um, I, I don't know if you could do anything else I, I, I just love any scenes where like all the Bat family are together, like all seven of them, and they're all just taking the piss out of each other. Just, just like a good scene, like them and like the burger having the burgers together, and they're just all in the diner, like in the boot together. And you have you have all the Robins there, and you have Bruce there. Um, I just I just think those kind of those kind of panels and those kind of stories. To me, I would much rather read like seven pages of them just hanging out, just taking the piss out of each other, instead of like a half decent villain story. I think that's that's when you know you have a good villain or a good character or cast that you can just no matter what it is movies TVs you would just like to see them in the same room just talking to each other just you want to be a fly in the wall just to hear them talk to each other and all that stuff. Um, hmm. Um, where do you fall on the light being a particle or a wave debate? Now, uh, Waffles has sent that in, and Waffles knows that obviously. Um, now that the dual nature of light as both a particle and a wave has been proved waffles it's obviously it's essential the theory was further evolved from electromagnetics into quantum mechanics I don't need to tell you this right you know yourself um, Einstein believed light is a particle a photon and the flow of photons is a wave so I mean if that doesn't clear it up I don't know what is I'm literally talking to you like a child here it's just if you can't get it from what I've just explained to you, like in the most simple ways, I don't know. I think you're a lost cause. I, d- I don't know what else to tell you. <laughs> and I, a lot of people will think, wow, Connor, you do that off the top of your head. And I will say no. But at the same time, it sounded impressive. And that's that's the most important thing, if it sounded impressive. Um, <laughs> um, what has doing the pod- podcast taught you about yourselves? Oh, God. Um Oh no, it's a deep one. What has the doing the podcast taught me about myself? Um, hmm. What? It's taught me that somehow I have the ability to talk shit to myself for 40 minutes. But that's... I do that already. I do that already. <laughs> um, we, okay, we have another question of... Uh, this is from Roisin. Um... Who is the most boring hero, in your opinion? Oh, the most boring hero. Now, I think the easy answer is Superman. I don't know if it is actually Superman, though. But I think he's the easy one. He has all the powers. He could reverse time, all that stuff. I think a lot of people would say Superman. I think Superman, I mean, he's been around that long for a reason. That He's probably not that boring. I think we've covered that if Captain America can work then I think Superman can work. Most boring hero. Are we... 
are we going off comic books or off screen? Because if it's off screen, Danny Rand is the most boring hero I've ever seen in my life. Um, although Morbius also exists now, technically. Could I be my get-out clause if I pick Morbius? Is he an anti-hero? Hmm. The Venom movies are quite boring as well. Oh. Um, yeah, I don't want to go off comic book Because I think in comic books you can make everybody interesting. Like, as we've been kind of shown with Hero or Zero, like... Even the smaller characters, they normally have one or two cool things. There are some characters that are really shit, but I wouldn't describe them as boring. Like, we've covered the Black Condor, who learned whose power is he was raised by condors, and they taught him to fly, just because he watched them. I don't know if that's actively boring. I think that's so bad, it's good. Hmm. I'm going to go with Danny Rand in the Defenders Netflix series. That's still one of just... Just outright terrible. <laughs> just an outright bad hero. He's meant to be like a kung fu master. And he's like fighting two dudes. And Daredevil's fighting four. And I'm just like, you're Iron Fist. Surely you can fight them all. Doesn't make any sense. Um, ooh, what would your superhero name be? <sighs> I've always said my power would be to control time. Just because I think that's, I mean, that's the, that's the best to power. It doesn't matter what they do. Um, I I like the, the Batman villain, the Clock King. <laughs> I don't know if I would actively ch- change or steal the Clock King, but you could definitely use that. Hmm. If it's to do with time, um, I would copyright infringe would just call myself Tick, Tick, Boom. Um, and I would go for an Oscar. That's that's about it. Um, which villain do you most empathise with? I think we've kind of already covered. I mean, Mr. Freeze. He's... It's, Mr. Freeze is a tricky one because he is doing the crimes um, at certain points he is doing the crimes just for doing them but I love the idea that his wife is sick and he's only robbing like medical things like he's he's breaking into medical centres to try and steal things that'll help that or he's robbing from other places to fund medical research so I really like that idea and also the Batman Beyond episode where he becomes a human again um, that's really really great I think that's called Meltdown I think it is that's that's a really good episode it just really like helps you empathise with him just as a person like he's completely normal but then he realises that obviously his wife didn't really give a shit when he healed her um, hmm. which alignment are you in D&D terms lawful good chaotic evil or etc now I know Sean plays D&D so he would be much better suited to answer this. But I think Sean will agree that I would be, of course, chaotic evil. Just because I think it be, might be funny to ruin the game. Not ruin the game, but actively just just be a bit of a dick. I think that might just cheer me up. <laughs> Is that bad? Does that sound bad? I don't know. Um, would you ever consider doing a live show or live stream? We actually have talked about that. Um, doing a live show or some sort of... Like, we talk on Google Meets anyway, so I mean, it would be really easy just to record them if you wanted to put them up on the Patreon just for a bit of extra content. It's a case of people would have to look at us. We could also do a live um, call where what we could do is we could record it, but we'll send you out the invite to the meeting itself so you can all kind of jump in um, and just jump in and have a chat with us. We might start doing that. We might do something like that over on the Patreon. Um, if we get to a certain level or if 
because all you people are very lovely for supporting us over there. So just, just something like that. It's, it's something really small. Like we can jump on a call and just chat tea for an hour or two and then feck off because you'll realize very quickly we don't have anything interesting to say. Um, what is my weirdest talent? I don't have any talents. Uh, <laughs> what's my weirdest talent? I, I don't know if I have a weird talent. Do I have a weird talent? Um, what classifies as a weird talent? Like being able to lick your elbow or something? I, I can't do that. I can't do that. Um, what can I do? I try to think of any possible thing that makes me... Do you know when you're like trying to come up with anything about yourself that is possibly... It's like when someone asks you what's your favourite movie and you're like, oh, I can't remember any movie that I've ever seen. Basically the same vibe. Um, my weirdest talent is that for some reason people sometimes like what I talk to my friend about movies. And it doesn't make any sense to me, but what can you do? Um... And what would you name your boat or <laughs> pirate ship if you had one? Another very Sean pointed question as a man who just loves pirates. Um, I would call mine. Uh, who is it? Copyright to say the Black Pearl? It's a copyright. I don't think there's anything else called the Black Pearl, is there? Um, who? Um, Cutters. <laughs> I was gonna say Cutters Floater. But like, I don't know if you could say Connor's floater. I think that that might be illegal. I think the police might arrest us. But I suppose we are a pirate. We are a pirate ship, so I think we wouldn't care because we'd be badasses. Um, hmm. Name of your boat or pirate boat? I'm gonna go with Connor's floaty, just because I think nobody. If you were a pirate ship, and uh, oh, floaty friends, floaty friends is what what it's called. And you're a pirate ship, and another pirate ship drives past, and you've got like floaty friends on the side written in crayon. They're gonna go look. They must be absolute badasses, because nobody in their right mind would write that on their own pirate ship unless they were stone cold killers. You wouldn't want to show off. Like it's not. It's the lads that like. Oh, we're like the killer boat. They're the lads you want to attack. They're 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 hiding some. They're overcompensating. Well, we want crayon, bright colors, just floaty friends. And I think we just all hang out and just play some really nice music. And then if anyone bothers us, we obviously chop off their arms and their legs. But they won't know that. Like, you know what I mean? It's like a horror movie once you get there. But at, up until that point, I think we just come across quite well. Just, um, we're going to have like Florence Pugh in Midsummer, just like leading us. Um, it's going to be all very happy, but like very flowery. But like awful things will happen. Um, I think, have we gotten through all of the questions um, I think I feel like I've gotten through quite a lot of how how long are we at? Forty seven minutes. Oh my god, I'm before you talk about forty seven minutes. Feels like we're doing like a radio show here. Um, this is really weird, but yeah, I think I mean I think we can call it a day there. I think we got through quite a few questions. I I feel like I'm missing quite a few as well. So if we didn't get to your question, uh, I say we by the way. I if I didn't get to your question, um. What we'll do is I will find them, we'll put them in our little folder, and we will ask them the next time we do a Q&A. Because I'm thinking I'm going to take the next four weeks off, we'll just make sure I'll do four Q&As in a row, I think that might be fun. Um, 
what I want to announce now is there probably won't be a weird news this week just because I feel like it might be weird if I talk about weird news by myself um, and hopefully we'll have a hero zero on, the, on Friday anyway just to kind of cover us but yeah I just wanted to get that out um, if you want to support the show or maybe just you know help me out because you know I'm I'm exhausted now I'm I'm a tired boy I'm I'm here by myself just you can head on over to our Patreon it's patreon.com forward slash here's for hire podcast but you can also just head on over to our website which is here's for hire.ie it has all of our episodes up there all of our socials are up there all of our contact info and if you want to support the show you can of course um, support the show over on the website it's just one click and we have the shop there as well so if you want to get some merch or a hat or a t-shirt with Heroes for Hire or any of our designs on them it's on it's all up there as well so the link will be down the lo- down below but it's yeah it's Heroes for Hire die if you want to support us um, and just most importantly could you tell one human being that we exist just the one um, I had to say that by myself that's fucking weird <laughs> I would notice that. That was fucking weird. Um, look, I think, yeah, look, I think we'll call it a day there. Um, but I have been Colin Lawler. Thank you all so much for all of your questions. You made this episode quite a fun one. And hopefully we'll be back to normal next week where I drag Sean in and I get to use his brain to cover for a lot of my, you know, not really knowing the answer to most things. So, yeah, I've been Colin Lawler and we shall talk to you all next week, guys. Bye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code buttery exclusions apply see site for details want to get a chiseled look in the jawline sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from juvederm volux xc juvederm volux xc is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with juvederm volux xc for important safety information and to find a licensed specialist visit juvederm.com that's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.